0: Hello, hello, testing, testing, one, two, three, testing, testing, one, two, well, hello. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Hello, my beautiful people. My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome to episode number 13. That's right, one, three of the podcast called Spill the Pho. Now, as we begin, I want to let you know that at this moment, at this time, my jaw needs to do a little bit of a circular motion to do a stretch. So here we go. I'm sorry I have to do this. I don't even know why I just didn't stop the camera. I don't even know why I didn't stop the podcast. I don't even know why I just paused for a second before I stretched. But instead, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Because that's the beauty of the podcast, okay? There's no room for correction. We're just here on this journey together, holding each other's hands as I release cathartic energy to y'all. Maybe you're, you know, fucking laying in bed or you are in your office or you're driving a car or you're in the backseat of an Uber. I don't know. All I know is that I am going to show you every mumble, stumble, and mishap that happens because I'm not perfect. I'm doing it for y'all. Okay, like for example, right now at this moment, my nose fucking itches. I want to take my fucking pinky finger and I want to shove it up my nose, my left nostril, and I want to dig around. I want to get there in the crevices and then I want to slowly pull my pinky out of my left nostril and I would love to see the gunk that's on it and then flick it off. Now, you're like wondering to yourself, Jonathan, why aren't you doing it? then why don't you just stick your middle finger up your nose if you're really itchy is it because you're recording yourself on video right now and you don't want to gross the listeners or the viewers out and you know what you know what i say even if the video camera wasn't on i'm not going to pick my nose because i'm talking to y'all on the audio podcast the podcast is going on that's kind of rude that's distasteful and then you're like wait a second jonathan i do not understand We are your beautiful people. Yes, you are my beautiful people. So aren't we a family? Aren't we a community? Aren't we supposed to be close? Yes, of course. We're headed on our way to become a family. We're headed on our way to be a community. We're headed on our way to be a close-knit, beautiful group. However, I'm not going to fucking pick my nose. I don't even do that in front of my immediate family unless I'm doing it for a joke. You can't be gross, okay? I'm not gonna do that. I love y'all way too much to do it. You know, like even even with my immediate family, I don't uh, fart in front of them. I don't even rip out a silent one, unless I'm doing it again for a laugh or a joke. I mean, it all depends. But I'm not gonna fucking do that because again, it is bad manners. I don't. That's how I grew up. I don't even know. People tell me all the time, oh, dude, with my friends, I fart all the time. No, I, I I, don't like it. I am not a big fan of that. Hold your fucking flagellants inside your asshole, please. You know? For example, even in relationships. Um, even in relationships. So when I was with my ex-girlfriend, and we were together for six years, okay? Six years. Yes, um, I accidentally farted in front of her a few times, but... On a massive scale I'm talking like 95% of the time when my stomach would start to growl and I knew air pockets from my lower intestines was headed towards my asshole you know what I did I clenched my butt cheeks together that's right I clenched my butt cheeks together because I fucking loved her no air came out of my asshole okay I wanted to let something rip. I wanted to have flagellants. I would run to the restroom and then I would let it rip. Or I would go outside when no one was around and then I would slowly let the airflow of the fart secrete from my asshole. Are you saying, John, wait, 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 John, wait a second. When you used the restroom, did you ever fucking like, like, like not do that in front of your ex? No, no, no. We were very comfortable in our relationship where I would take a shower and she would be taking shit on the toilet and vice versa, okay? In fact, every time she would be on the toilet, I'd be fucking rooting her on. I'd be like, that's right. You take that shit. You release that diarrhea. I'm so proud of you. High five, right? But outside of the restroom, outside of the bathroom, I'm not going to let her rip. I'm going to hold my butt cheeks together because I loved her. Also come to think of it think about it this way your significant other or maybe this was my philosophy your significant other fell in love with you because of some sort of personality that you had you were either really flirtatious you were had great manners you dressed properly you fixed your bed in the morning um, you talked about grandiose things about where your career was fucking headed uh, you played a beautiful beautiful piano piece that you were learning, you know, Claire de Lune by Debussy, let's say. And so you had all these different types of qualities about you that she absolutely loved. You know, qualities that you had that made you attractive to her. And the reason why I, well, my, my philosophy, the reason why I feel as if, you know, The girlfriend or your significant other starts to feel, you know, starts to lose interest in you, starts to realize that maybe you're not that attractive anymore. It's because of the reason that instead of dressing up, you dress down. Instead of fixing your bed, you're no longer fixing your bed. You talked about great big things about where your career was headed, but you start to stagnate. Okay? The piano piece. That you were learning. You're still fucking learning it after two years. And now on top of that, you're fucking farting in front of her face. And because of it, she loses interest and she no longer wants to be with you. That was my philosophy. That's why I never wanted to fucking fart in her face. Of course, my career did stagnate. Yes, I did not finish learning the Clair de Lune by Debussy. Yes, I got a little lazy and I started dressing down. Um, and yeah, my um, my bed, I did not fix it often. And so yes, I was rather unattractive to my girlfriend. But I will say, I think we lasted for a while because of the fact that I did not fart in front of her face. And she was like, oh my God, you know, okay, that's a lie. I don't, we definitely didn't stay together that long because I didn't fucking fart in her face. But you get my, wow, how did we get here? I was going on like an uphill, you know, motivational speech about how to keep your significant other, you should always be attractive to how how you were able to attract her in the first place. And suddenly it just got to my own fucking demise about how I lost my ex-girlfriend. God damn it, Jonathan. Jesus. Anyway, um, word of advice to y'all out there. Don't lose who you are when you're in a relationship. She's attracted to you for a reason. Grow upwards. Okay? Okay? Don't fall down is what I'm saying. Don't you just love this podcast? <laughs> it's like we're, we're try- I'm trying to go somewhere deep, but at the same time, I'm not. And now for some odd fucking reason, I'm really itchy all over my body. And what's really great right now, what I realized is that I had a laundry list of things that I wanted to definitely talk about. And I still do. But as you know, sometimes my mind wanders and it goes in different places and I'm just rather confused. Like, for example, right now at this moment, because my legs itch, I want to take off my pants. And I know that it's okay because you won't be able to see it because of the fact that I am doing this podcast on a desk. The only time it's awkward is if I decide to take off my shirt or my jacket because then you see, you know, the upper body of my, of my, of my, of my skin. But if I take off my pants... You won't even know if I'm naked. You won't even know if my calves are showing. That's kind of the beautiful thing about doing a podcast on a desk. Um, but I'm not going to take off my pants. Comes to think of it, though, I've been sleeping half naked uh, in this year of 2019 a lot lately. But I haven't been sleeping half naked from the waist up. I've been sleeping half naked from the waist down down. And if you're a guy listening to this, oh my fucking God, it is one of the best decisions I think I've ever made this year. You've got to try it. You just got, there's just so much more freedom. I cannot explain. Okay. Okay. This is going to sound a little crude and I apologize. And if you're listening to this in your car or you're listening to This where other people can hear, you know, maybe turn down the music a little bit. If you're listening in your headphones, it's okay. But if you're a dude, I don't know if this happens to you, but if if you haven't been masturbating for quite some time, like two days, three days, right? What ends up happening is that you'll get erections in the middle of the night. And if you're wearing pants, there's fucking restriction there. But if you're naked from the waist down, oh my God, there is no restriction. You're fucking free. You're flying like a fucking eagle, soaring through the motherfucking Grand Canyon. It is one of the best ways to sleep. Oh my God. In fact, sometimes I even sleep naked, but I'm, I'm very aware that I see I don't like sleeping naked because when I wake up in the morning, I get kind of lazy and I just want to stay in bed. Because so I'm like, oh, I'm naked. I really don't want to put on a t-shirt. So that's why I try to have some sort of clothes on because if I have a fucking t-shirt, then at least I can go, okay, Jonathan, I'm awake. I'm a, at least half dressed. Let's go. So I guess what I'm trying to push to you is this. Guys, I'm starting a movement. It's the movement of being half naked, waist down when you go to sleep. Fuck taking off your shirt. Take off your pants and take off your briefs and have a fucking ball. That's all I got to say. It is, it feels so freaking good. Okay, so what did I want to talk to you about today? Um, I don't have my notebook, Right now, I, I usually uh, have a notebook. No, not usually that's a lie. <laughs> um, but I did have a notebook of things that I wanted to talk about today, and I kind of want to talk about this one little thing that's kind of like been bogging me. So um, about four days ago, um, I went to the comedy show that my, pre- my that my friend was performing at. Um, it was he was pretty good. I mean, it was his first show, and we were there in support. And I gave him like a little like cool like a round of applause and screamed out his name like, "You go, fucking yeah!" And before the show, and even after the show, I came up to him and I said, dude, you know, you've been working at this for four years. Um, to see you push yourself is fucking inspiring. You know, I feel your fucking heart. You're making things happen. And he pushed me back. He was like, oh, shut up, dude. Shut the fuck up. Whatever. I'm like, what the f- What the fuck? So then I waited after the show, and sure enough, after the show, you know, people were coming up. They were giving him hugs. I gave him a hug, and then I said, dude, like, I'm really, really fucking proud of you. You've gone so far. And he looked at me, and he was like, thanks, you fucking simp. S I M P. Not pimp. He called me a fucking simp. Simp. I took a stand back. I was like, what the, f- what is a simp? And I didn't even know what it was. And so, um, I said, okay, cool, man. Congratulations. And I left and I decided to open up my laptop go to Google and urban dictionary. Um, yeah, my nose does itch. I don't want to scratch it, but I'm not going to God. Um, and I looked it up on urban dictionary simp. You know what simp means? It means suckas idolizing mediocre pussy. Again, that suckas, idolizing, mediocre, pussy. What does that even mean? Basically, he took my compliment and said, fuck you, your compliment means absolutely nothing. Um, he's basically saying that I'm a sucka for believing in him because he feels as if he's fucking mediocre and that I shouldn't even be idolizing him, which I'm not, I'm just saying I'm super fucking proud of what he's accomplished. And so I felt like shit, you know, like you can't really control how people respond to you because you just can't like when you give some, when you give someone a compliment, I mean, I think the premise is you shouldn't be expecting anything back, but for him to retort that I am a simp hurt. And then I started to have this revelation and this is the revelation that I think is going on right now. It doesn't matter if you're fucking five years old or an 84-year-old grandmother. This generation or this time period, there we go, this time period of our lives, we live in the world of judgment, shit-talking, and negative talk. That's the type of time that we live in right now, okay? Okay. Through social media, through everything, just in general, you go to a fucking grandmother's backgammon game, everyone is just talking shit behind people's back consistently. Or if they're in a group setting and someone wants to laugh, what they do is they just use, they they pick on someone, and at their expense, they're able to make a joke that the other 90% of the people are laughing at. It sucks. Positivity isn't fucking cool is what I'm basically saying. Negative is in. Judgment is in. Shit talking is in. And so when we finally get an affirmation, when someone finally gives us a fucking compliment, unless we're a fucking celebrity that we're in awe of, but if a normal person that doesn't have a lot of followers, a normal person that is just speaking from the heart says something positive to them, especially if it's very fucking specific. They fucking get creeped out and they push that person back because we're so used to negative talk. We're so used to teasing that we just can't take affirmations. It's fucking nuts, man. It's like, just try it out. Um, you know, uh, you go. I went to a, a restaurant um, and um, not the waitstaff. What's the person that does like the, the front desk person, whatever they're called, and... Um, The hostess. And I went to the hostess and I was like, oh my god, I really love your shirt. And she goes, oh, this thing? Ugh. I got it at Salvation Army for $2. Well, fucking congratulations. I didn't ask you where you got the shirt. I was just saying I love your shirt. But because of the fact that in our society, we can't fucking take compliments. We can't take affirmations. We end up taking that compliment, shoving it backwards, and then putting yourself down. Don't do that. People are complimenting you for a reason. They see something that's good in you. And that is so rare. It is so, to me, it is so rare that people give out compliments and give out genuine affirmations to strangers. It is so rare. And so when you get it, appreciate it, dude. When I say nice shirt, Say thank you. I don't care if you got it a fucking Salvation Army, and I don't even know. It just looks really good on you. It's kind of funny though. I'm kind of getting ups- upset because I'm being too fucking nice or something. I don't know. <laughs> How? <laughs> I'm just basically what I'm just trying to say is let's try to be more positive, please. Okay. Oh, man, I just want to go up to someone and be like, you're a mother's dream. You are a piece of wonderful, flowery rainbows. You pay child support. I love how you're on time for work all day. You're always working. I don't know where I was going with that, but basically what I'm saying is uh, I believe that people love to always put themselves down because... We live in a time where positivity isn't in and negative is in. I don't know. That's just something to think about. That's just like that's just like something that's been in my mind. I've been trying to figure out how the fuck do I become more positive where I'm not fucking creeping people out. And the and the the, the lesson that I have or the, the thing that I live by in the philosophy of my life is basically I don't say anything nice unless I am genuine about it. I remember I was in, in a circle of people and I was complimenting everybody like, oh, my God. Uh, and remember, when you compliment people, the difference between someone that's fake and the difference between someone is real is the fact that when you compliment someone and you give them some sort of affirmation, it has to be very specific to the thing that they have or the thing that they're doing. So if you just go to someone and say, yo, I'm really proud of you, that doesn't really have a strong uh doesn't have any like strong weight behind it. But if you go to them and you say, dude, um, you know, the last two weeks you've been working really, really hard on this project and I just want to say that I am proud of you for that. You're showcasing to them that you're observant and it's something that they're, they can fall back on and go, you know what? I have been working hard. So this genuine compliment that Jonathan is giving me does sound true. Because it is. Because I'm being genuine. So anyway, where was I going in this? Oh, yes. So I was in a circle of people and I was giving everyone compliments. And this one dude comes up to me. And he's like, yo, you've been giving everyone affirmations. What about me? And he stared at me. And there was silence. And I looked at him up and down. And listen, i got to be honest with you. I'm someone, when I give you a fucking compliment, there has to have genuine weight behind it. I'm not going to just say, oh my God, you're great. Fuck, I don't even, no, I'm not going to do that. Because then it feels fake, it feels forced, and I become like that character in Friends who was played by Alec Baldwin who dated Phoebe. Basically, I believe it's in season 8 or season 7, I think season 8. And Phoebe dates this new guy who's the actor Alec Baldwin and he's so fluffy and he compliments everybody and it just seems so fake. Don't be fucking fake. They can, People can fucking feel that. And so while I was in that circle and I was complimenting everybody, that random guy, he goes to me and goes, hey, Jonathan, what about me? And I looked at him. I looked at him up and down and I was like, Uh, I don't know, dude. Maybe I'll find something nice about you. I just got to be genuine about it. My God, his feelings were hurt. His feelings were hurt. But you know what? That's how you get respect in the world. You have to be honest and true to yourself. Okay? Where was I going with this? I don't know where I was going with this. I should call this episode, What Am I Talking About? I don't even know. Um... If you want to be respected is what I'm trying to say with your compliments. Number one, be very specific uh, when you compliment someone. So that way your, your, your affirmation has weight behind it. And number two, if you don't find anything nice about somebody, don't force yourself to say nice things. Period. Okay? That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Um, Oh, life. Um, man, I wish I had my notebook here. There's, there's this, there's this like really, there's this thing that, you know, I've kind of been struggling with lately, um, that I kind of want to, want to, that I would, what am I? What's that noise? What frequency, what radio frequencies is coming from? Is it because of my laptop? Do you hear that? It's like a little crackling sound. Um, There's something that I've been struggling with and maybe y'all can help me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. But uh, right now, in this moment, I oftentimes feel alone. Does this ever happen to y'all? It's like at this moment in Los Angeles, I have a network of people, okay? I have, uh, I think I know about like 15, 20 people. And I've been here for, I've been like really hardcore networking for the last like four months. You know, people that I can give a call, people that I can chat with. But even though I feel as if I know everyone, I feel as if I don't know anybody. Does that make sense? I feel as if sometimes I'm just wandering around and I want to take my phone and I want to call one of my closest friends. I have two really good friends here. And I am so afraid to give them a call. Also, I could just have a casual conversation with them. I don't know what I'm so afraid of. Because oftentimes these people. These close friends will call me late at night at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning and I'll answer up and I'll be so excited. You know, one of them, many times when he feels alone, he'll just give me a call or he'll give me a text saying, like, where are you? And I end up running to him because, you know, at, the, at that moment too, I also feel alone. But I don't know what's up with me right now. I, 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 I'm, I don't know. I don't wanna like, I don't want to, like, bother them. And so, like today, I ended up going home from work. I mean, granted, it's Labor Day, so we had, but we, you know, we live in this digital media time where I'm managing uh, some YouTubers and some clients. So, since you live in the digital world, uh, work never ends. And I and I arrived home, and I did not know who to call. I did not know who to contact. It was it was strange. It was very 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 strange. I don't know. I I'm, I'm struggling with the fact about like how do I balance between feeling as if I'm going to bother someone with their time because I feel like a nuisance. I feel as if hey Jonathan, uh not hey Jonathan hey, dude, let's hang out together. And we hang out, and I feel as if I'm just occupying their space. I don't know where that comes from. I really, really don't. Because I've been told by so many people that, hey, you, oh, dude, I love hanging out with you. You're so dope. But so many times I'll be in the room and I'll be like, I'll be maybe, maybe I'm a little, that's what it is. I'm insecure. I'm not happy with where I'm at in my career. And so I think many times, wow, this is like a self-realization. I think I am just um, insecure, and I feel as if I don't belong in the rooms of my fr- of the same rooms that my friends are in. I feel like a lot of my friends are super successful. They know where they're going. They're making money. They have a lot of uh, massive. Uh, they have a big following on social media. Um, if they don't, they, they have a family or they look like they know what they're doing. And sometimes when I'm in the same room as they are, I feel as, I've, as if I'm just occupying a space. And this is just something that I have to get over. Because I'm hanging out with them for a reason. They invite me for a reason. They love hanging out with me, right? For a reason. They must see something in me that keeps them engaged. They see something in me that gives them value. So why can't I accept that? Wow, this has just become a fucking therapy of Jonathan Garano, huh? Isn't this podcast podcast kind of strange? It starts off with like a really high note of me just ranting about different things and then suddenly I go into a therapy session of myself. Like, come on. But if you think about it, that's kind of the beauty of this podcast as well because here we are together. I am jumping off, as I love to say, this podcast is about me jumping off the top of a mountain and as I'm falling, as I'm spewing my cathartic, uh, thoughts that is echoing through the through the through the crevices of the mountain. It bounces back, and hopefully, I see people that are going through the same shit and can relate to what I am saying, and we hold each other's hands, and then we grow fucking wings, and then we fly to some sort of fucking utopia. We're in this together, and so my therapy of saying that hey, I feel so alone and I don't want to bother my friends and I don't want to give them a call and just have a casual conversation because I feel as if I'm insecure and I do not belong. By realizing that they accept me for who I am and they allow me to be in their circle in the first place showcases that, yes, I do have some sort of value to them. I do belong in that room. And so, in a way, if you're going through the same thing that I am going through, just remember this. If you're in that room, surrounded by great people, surrounded by your friends who accept you for who you are, you are meant to be in that room. You are worth it. You do have value. Okay. It's kind of strange because I've been having this, this, this thought over and over and over again. Earlier this year, there's this, there's this conference and it was called VidCon. It's a video conference where basically all these YouTubers and all these influencers and all these industry heads come together that are in the digital space and there's speaker panels and there's featured creators. And every single year since the year of 2012, I would either Photoshop passes, I would sneak in, or I would steal badges. And this year, for the very, very first time, I was asked to be a speaker at VidCon. That's right. I've been in this business for more than seven years, okay? Since 2011, slash 2012, and it's the year 2019. I've been in this digital media space for seven years. And for the very first time, I was asked if I could speak at VidCon. And so I got the badge, you know, the featured guest badge. I got the yellow badge of speaker. I got the wristbands where I can go in and out of the back rooms. Uh, I could go where the security guards were. I could go in the secret entrances of the green room. I had access to everything. I was surrounded by all these other influencers, people that I've worked with, people that I've known, people that have heard of me. And yet, for some fucking reason, I felt so insecure. I felt as if I did not belong. And I think the reason was is because, you know, I looked at my bank account, and unlike everyone else around me, I wasn't making millions of dollars. I looked at my social media account and I didn't have as many followers as all those other people. Yes, I was knowledgeable and yes, I had experience, but in that moment, I thought to myself, yeah, I'm not as great as these other people in my life, that are around me. Like, why did I even get this fucking badge? Why was I even called to speak? Who am I? What am I? Do I even belong here? And that insecurity crept up. And they call this imposter syndrome, where you feel as if you didn't belong. And because of it, I decided that I would not go to any of the parties in VidCon. Because I felt that if I went to a party, that it kind of, I was rewarding myself for something that I did not deserve. But remember, I'm talking to myself, but maybe I'm just talking to anybody that's, that's listening. If you got hired by a company and you feel like you're not um, experienced enough... If a college, a very high-profile elite college accepted you into their university, if fucking uh, you're in the same room as uh, your idol, I don't know. There's a reason why you're there. You're meant to be there. You're worth something. You are valuable. This is a reminder that I'm trying very hard. Like it's something that I've been struggling with for a very long time. When I graduated college and I was there with my cap and gown, and I saw everybody around them around me getting their diplomas, and I sat down in my department and I whispered to myself, "I don't even know why I'm here. I don't deserve this diploma. I remember looking down. Then the girl right next to me, she looked at me and she's like, "No." You do deserve this diploma. You worked so hard for it. I don't know. It's just something that I fucking struggle with. It's just fucking something that I struggle with. And it's kind of funny because here I was in the very beginning saying to someone, Hey, listen, um, I give you a compliment and you shove, you shove it to my face. Um, and here I am telling you that People value me because I'm in these rooms, and yet I can't take it. There's one thing to receive a compliment and say thank you, and the other way is getting the compliment and actually feeling as if you deserve it. And in this case, you do. In this case, you do. All right. Well, that was something. Um, this, uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I had a bunch of things that I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about some sort of like advertising thing, uh, a methodology of a formula. I also wanted to talk about are we as a society becoming too sensitive? Um, but I guess we didn't go there. As I say with every single podcast, hopefully, I can have uh, uh, I can purchase another microphone, and I have I can have guests on this show. Other than that, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. You can always go to iTunes and rate this podcast if you want. Usually, at the end of every podcast. Um, I have I, I I do a little passage from the Gamblers Anonymous One Day at a Time because I have a gambling addiction. But you know what I've realized through some of the comments here and there that uh, the Gamblers Anonymous Handbook can be a little too religious. And so, with that said, I really don't want to uh, become like a religious podcast of any sort. I just want people to know that I started this podcast as a way to be cathartic to release my thoughts and emotions but also um uh i needed something to kind of break away from my gambling addiction and so this is what this is one of the things that i'm doing i love y'all my beautiful people by the way that's an l-u-v not an l-o-v-e i'm saving the l-o-v-e's for the the special person in my life Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. And I will see you next week. All right. Bye.